A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Friday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Louise, we're going to talk about magazines, aren't we, for the next while. Did did you collect magazines? Did you have a weekly magazine you picked up? In, when you were younger? I used to get six magazines every Friday and I looked forward to them. And if I was away a week, say if I was on holidays in my aunties or something, I'd come back and I'd have 12 magazines. <laughs> oh, I couldn't wait. Yeah. And then you'd never see me till I had them all finished. Six? Mm. Yeah, f- yeah, I think it was five or six. Which ones? Do you remember? Do you remember uh, I remember, like this is when you're kind of nine or ten. Yeah. So I had the Susie, Bunty, yeah. Mandy, mm. Judy, um, I loved Nikki was a new one that came out and it kind of had a like a, a school kind of theme to it yeah you know so I loved Nikki I think I have I think I have the edition number two or three of Nikki and then I think Nikki combined with Susie so it was Nikki and Susie <laughs> at one stage they merged them oh yeah I loved them and then I went through um, I don't know like a, it was just I got this horror magazine every week called Scream I think it was called Scream <laughs> I think it was called Scream. And like, you know, I couldn't even look at it now and I'd be up all night. But like when I was nine or ten, I just, yeah. So you were Love someone them. who picked up, had you an order, mm. had you an order yes. in the news agents? Yeah. News agents, um, Caroons, and then it became TORs and I used to go every there. They used to keep them in a bundle for me every and Friday. your name would be on them. Yeah. Written on the top and corner. And I think my sister got Jackie and smash hits. I used to rob smash hits and learn all the words of the songs. Isn't it amazing? You know why we're talking about this, folks? Because it looks like magazines are finished, doesn't it? It really does. When you see what's happening, um, just to tell you what's happened myself, I'm, I've been uh, collecting Trout and Salmon magazine. You know, I'm an angler since I was very young age, years and years and years. Um, and I can't get it anymore. I used to get it. Tesco have done away with their haven't they? That huge magazine section they had. It used to be down a whole wall yeah, and now it's, it's gone. just tiny now. It really is. And I can't pick it up anymore. But in my lifetime, from a boy's perspective, shoot and goal, the football mm. magazines. I had them in order every week. I remember collecting a series called Grow Your Own for the Garden. Trout and Salmon, Always Trout Fisherman. And more latterly, I, I loved a magazine called When Saturday Comes, a, a soccer magazine. But it, it stopped appearing as well. It may be only online at this stage. But I remember Martin McKeown's news agents in West Street and Drada, and he'd have a huge bundle and he'd be flicking through them and your name, Kelly, it'd be on the top corner. There you are, it's in. And, and some of them would be free gifts on that. Remember yeah. the gifts in the magazines? Yeah. You'd get these little things. And you'd look, you're right, you'd look forward to getting them. But do you think it's finished? Do you, do you, do you honestly believe I, it's I, at an end? I, I kind of do. And I like I haven't seen what you were talking about, but I just remember, I think it is for a certain age, but I don't know, you know, would still five, six-year-olds still love the like Postman Pats and Peppa Pig mm. magazines? I wonder. Books. I wonder. Are parents still picking those up? Or the Orchie guy do. 
Well, that's still being published, is mm. right? Uh, do people get that? Folks, anyone out there with a weekly or a monthly uh, magazine subscription in your local convenience store or whatever news agent that you still collect, is there anybody, uh, you know, in that bracket anymore that you have a magazine ordered, your, it's kept for you and you go and pick it up on a regular basis? I wonder, 86 1800 658 WhatsApp or text me now I'd love to hear from you I hope there is somebody does I really really do but I have my doubts what do you think I have my doubts you'd be doubtful yourself would you yeah of yeah I don't know about the younger kids yeah but um, but I'd say you know the older children teenage children adults special adults I'd say maybe niche you right. know, like you say, fishing and that kind of thing. I wouldn't say it'd be a... Yeah, you'd think people might still have magazines kept. Motorsport and stuff, yes, maybe. Yes, yeah. niche interest, photography, yeah. things like that, hobbies. Yes, you're I perhaps so. right. Perhaps hobby magazines are still a thing. Is there anybody out there, hello, that have their names on <laughs> magazines uh, and are still picking them up each week? Let us know. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. And it's your course, Louise. You were only saying it. If you go now to the dentist... Or to the mm. doctors or to have your hair done. Your hair's lovely, by the way. Thanks very uh, much. Uh, you know, <laughs> magazines, are not, they're not there, are they, anymore? Really? They no, I think COVID stopped them. And then, that, sure, everybody's yeah. on their phones when yeah. they go into the yeah, waiting true, room. So true. nobody really picks up a magazine true. anymore. There you go. Anyway, it's, we're talking about it today. And there's a man waiting patiently on the line. And when I tell you, he's the owner of Style Convenience Store, uh, Navingate in Trim. Peter Callahan. Hello. Lovely to say hello to you today. Hi, hello. Peter. Hello, Jerry. How you doing? I'm not so bad. Well, look, at you're a man that's on the ground. You stock a range of magazines and newspapers, etc., in your shop, and you've been involved in this business for decades. What's your yeah. take on this? What's happening? Uh, definitely, um, the, the 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 putting by of newspapers and magazines has lessened, and it is a, a certain age profile, probably, and a certain um, genre that are that are just looking at, at magazines at the minute. Now, can I tell you, you're looking in the wrong place for trout and salmon. We have it here every month. Ah! Oh. So, if you uh, if you just get in touch with us after, we'll we'll come Thank to an arrangement you. and get it over to you every, Thank you. every month. Ah, oh, you're so good because you know it's just disappeared. It's one of those things, you know, gone. And 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 where do you go? And you know, you have to think: Do I go online? And I don't really want to go online, Peter, because I love the magazine. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Well, you see, and I'm not. You're probably looking in the wrong place. Yeah. The the the, the selection of magazines on show has diminished greatly in in ninety percent of stores mm. for the simple reason that they are not selling. We're not selling enough of them to give them the the space. Right. But if you go to your local retailer, a convenience store, garage, whatever, that that's you know a, a local store, they will. Get a magazine in for you, no problem. Any magazine that that's available, uh, we're all we're all fishing out of the one bowl. Any of us can get it. But the the place that that's managed by a local guy, run by a local guy, you know, they'll they might look for um, four issues of a of a deposit to make sure that mm. that they're covered or whatever. But in general, yeah, we can all we can get magazines for 
any magazine that's that's published we can generally get. Ah, well that is really heartening to hear that today. Mm-hmm. But if you cast your mind back, you know, I, I was reminiscing there, remember I mentioned Martin McKeown long gone from West Street on the Main Street in Drogheda and my God, when he used to go under the counter and take out these bundles and bundles of magazines. Yeah. I'm sure you remember those days well. I do, I do indeed, Jen, and they, they don't ex- exist like, like that anymore. But we have some very loyal customers that get uh, provincial newspapers every week, magazines every week. Um, and we, we would have people coming on a weekly basis for their magazine. It's put by for them. 90% of the time we have it put by and got right. 10% of the time we get it wrong. But, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're happy customers and, and they come in on a weekly basis. And, and we're, we're very much a, a localised business insofar as our catchment area would be. We would know a lot of our people in a catchment area and they would know us and it would be repeat business. So, yes, magazines would be important part that we would get it right for the customer. And it is what Louise is, it was saying there about, you know, people who have hobbies, like myself with the angling, you know, things yes. like that. Those niche magazines. Yeah, those niche magazines, the, the Kiddies magazine is very much a, a, an impulse buy. Mm. And uh, the Kiddie is generally with the, the parent when they to pick them up. And looking at the magazines, it's nearly what's that free gift on the cover now that's that's selling the magazine. Yes. Oh, with the grandparent, may I say, I'm always been stooled. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, as, as a grandparent being caught, you know that they are quite expensive. Yes, they are. I, that is so true. Like the price of them when you actually look at them. So it is yes. the attraction. The child is going by, sees this and goes for it. That's the way it works now. That is the way it works, and it's generally the toy rather than Peppa Pig or Postman Pat or Thomas the Tank that catches their eye. It's the toy that catches their eye, and the child that was wanted Postman Pat badly last week wants Peppa Pig this week because there's a more attractive toy on it. Mm. And while the the toy might be deemed as free, I think the price indicates there's no free lunch. No, no, there certainly isn't. Are we heading to a time, though, Peter, in your estimation, like with even the likes of Trout and Salmon and that, even for the publishers, do you see a time when it becomes just an online thing altogether? I'm I'm loath to say that because uh, 20 years ago, we were told there'd be no independent shops around, and there are still... Mm. Quite a few independent shops making yeah. a living from from the grocery and convenience uh, end of things. Um, I, I don't think you can say never, but it definitely is more difficult and more and more niche. Yes, yeah. And and from you as a, 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 when you're looking at it from a business point of view, um, how important are newspapers still and periodicals and magazines to you know being a, a part of the offering in the shop and perhaps bringing people in to buy yeah. other things. Yes, anything that brings a customer through our doors mm. is highly important. Yes, and we give it a due consideration. Right. Um, as I said, most places have cut back, including ourselves. We we give more space to greeting cards and gift bags, and we got one of those round spinners for the magazine on the floor, which was still giving us a facing of about thirty-five magazines, but taking up a lot less space. Yeah. And yeah, we're still selling magazines. And people still go through the spinner and pick up a magazine. And there's a lady going down to 
the hairdressers on high street and she comes in and she picks up a magazine there's a lady going to the dentist or a gentleman going to the dentist next door he comes in and he picks up at the phoenix or some magazine to just read while he's while he's waiting yeah so yes it is not everybody wants the their head buried in in a phone either mm. so yes there there is there's a space for them Maybe it's not as big a space as it used to be. There's Joanne on to us saying, I used to get the Reader's Digest. Remember, it? yeah, there was a big thing in the Reader's Digest. Also, the TV guides. My children love Dora the Explorer magazine, My Little Pony, uh, The Gift and the Toy of Court. And you can still purchase these in shops or online too. And I love to read magazines in the hair salons, says Joanne. That's, as we were saying, another thing that COVID had its uh, impact on where people didn't want to leave them, you know, scattered around on the tables as you wait to see the uh, specialist. You, you, you know, we're, we've been talking about that too, uh, Peter. Yeah, that's, that's, that was an unfortunate thing that, that COVID brought, that people didn't want to be touching uh, a paper or a magazine after somebody else. Mm. Um, uh, yes, I suppose it's a part of the business that has, has gone gone away yeah. and uh, won't be replaced and unless an individu- individual decides to, to get a magazine to go to 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 read for themselves. Yes, uh, that's that's an area we've lost out on. And uh, there's another one from Shane. I'm not sh- sure if you can still get it, Jerry. But my my gran always got the Ireland Zone. The Ireland Zone is still published, isn't it? It is, of course. Oh yes, on a weekly basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah and would be, would be a, a very popular, one of the more popular magazines. Is yeah. it really? There you are. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and Shane Every just. Week. Shane says, I used to love going to my granny's and reading the jokes. <laughs> there you are. He remembers. But but and, and I want to come back to that again, just to clarify. You do keep magazines for people. You put their names on them and hold on to them for them. Oh, of course. Yes, of course. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I haven't. Hold it. Oh, my God. Just as I speak, I was about to say that I don't know what they're like in late lunch land today. There's nobody keeping a magazine a- at all. Yes, Jerry. Kathy in Tenure stores keeps uh is that it keeps two oh yeah t- keeps two take a break magazines for me every week one for myself and one for my mam i go into her every sunday and pick them up and i've been doing that for years that comes in from mary grimes in phillipstown today mary good on you oh, i'm relieved peter i thought there wouldn't even be one out there Would- i know there are there are plenty out there jerry ah, there, there really are there really are and it, it's great to see and it's you know it's it's nice to see your your customer coming back every week for their magazine or their paper or whatever, and and keeping daily newspapers too, you know. Yes. Uh, that's still there'd still be a, a portion of that would be they would be put by every morning for for our different customers, and they would come in during the day or maybe even the next day to pick it up if if it didn't suit. What about the so newspapers? Do people ever still get them to send them abroad, or do people just look online from abroad now? Is that gone? From, a, from abroad, I think online. The postage is prohibited. Yeah. Yes, it would yeah, be, yeah, it would be. be. Yeah, but. I must say that the regional newspapers, we would still have quite a few people uh, picking up, uh, yes. putting by a newspaper from their their um, their county of, mm. of of birth and that where they grew up, yeah. and they still want to read it and they want the the paper version and maybe they have a friend in the next estate from the same county and they pass it around. You know, I've heard of that and. Uh, yeah, it's it's with the Anglo Celt would be popular here in Trim. Western people mm. from Mayo, uh, we'd have uh, an Escorthy Echo, uh, the Kerryman, the Leitrim Observer. You know, we'd have all those pa- papers coming in, and, yes. and people can get them. And um, people prefer to sit down at the table and, you know, yeah. read read the newspaper and read read all the gossip and the sport from home. 
Oh, that is brilliant to hear. Um, And Louise was just saying to me there, Woman's Way, be still popular too, yeah. Yes, yeah, another good Irish publication, yeah. The Irish publications are, are, uh, on a weekly basis and monthly basis, are are fewer and fewer. So you you have Ireland's Eye, Ireland's Own, a woman's weekly RSVP and a VIP. They would be the top five, in my yeah. estimation, of the of the weekly monthlies for for the oh, an Irish country magazine, which is a very good magazine. It it covers all ages, mainly aimed at the female market as well, but yeah. it covers all ages. Very good articles for anybody to read in it. Yeah, and the Phoenix, of course. We better not forget the Phoenix. Oh God, better not forget the very Phoenix. popular, our, brilliant. Our, uh, Gold Hawks will be given out. <laughs> oh, absolutely for sure, Peter. You're great. Thanks so much uh, for talking to us today on the show and. Do do give Peter a shout at Style at the Navin Gate in Trim. Uh, the Style at Navin Gate in Trim. And I'll be in touch with you about the trout and salmon if that's all right. Perfect, Jerry. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Peter. Take Bye-bye. care of yourself. Have a good day. Ah, oh, that's fantastic. Keep your messages coming to me. Anybody out there still ordering a weekly or a monthly magazine from your newsagent convenience store, have your name on it, pick it up each week. Love to hear from you. They're coming in thick and fast now. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Rosie's been on to say, yes, Centra in Dramis can keep me Ireland's own and people's friend every week. I collect them uh, for my mother and I love the jokes in the Ireland's own too, Jerry. Uh, the Style and Trim is a great little shop and the staff are so friendly. I go there every day, says Lily. Well, Michael O'Leary is going mad and so are Aer Lingus too you've seen the news you've heard the news I'm sure uh, drones at Dublin airport flights uh, diverted again last evening and one of those on one of those flights diverted is LMFM's own Davy Rispin he's on the line hello Davy. Jerry, how are you sir I am good but I'd say you're a bit peed off after what happened you were on a, one of those flights tell us the story yeah, absolutely. Very, very strange happenings. Our flight out from Stansted yesterday evening, I was overwatching my beloved Arsenal on Wednesday night. So naturally, obviously, stayed Wednesday and was due back Thursday evening. So we boarded the flight as normal from Stansted. There was a slight delay of about 15, 20 minutes for Ryanair, I suppose. That's standard enough procedure. So we, we probably took off from Stansted about half five and we were due into Dublin about half past six and everything was going normal. Um but I did notice when we were just about to come into Dublin, probably five minutes prior to us landing, that we were circling. And the, the area that we came in on wasn't the usual one that you would come in from England on. Normally you see the sea and you, mm. you see the lights over Dublin. There was none of that. We were just hovering over the clouds and, and doing laps of it. And eventually the pilot came on. And the first thing he said was, it's bad news. And I'm not the best of flyers, so naturally I, I sort of thought that we were in a bit of trouble, but he, he informed everyone that we would be diverting to Shannon due to a drone attack on Dublin Airport. So naturally there was a lot of, you know, pandemonium and worry and everything on flight. Look, it wasn't the end of the world. So we, we touched down in Shannon about 15, 20 minutes later, um, pulled in, we were informed to stay on the aircraft and until there was further, you know, you know, news to come through. And eventually um, we, we got a text through from Ryanair to say that the airport was reopening and we would be, I suppose, returning to Dublin, which was a relief at the same time because initially we we felt that we probably would be bussed up to Dublin mm. from Shannon and that could take anything up to four hours. So all in all, it wasn't too bad. But I think we were only one of three flights that were affected yesterday evening. Still inconvenient, though. 
How, how how late were you getting in then? How, how long were you in Shannon before you took off again? We were probably the guts of an hour sitting in Shannon, and there were, there were people probably getting impatient because they couldn't get out get out of their seats. Really, eventually the pilot did come on to say that if there was anybody that would like to get off in Shannon, they could do. And I think there was one gentleman who did the, do that, but everybody else returned to Dublin. I mean, there was a guy sitting beside me from Carlow, and his car was up in Dublin Airport, so he was worried that. <laughs> he might have to get a bus from Shannon to Dublin to collect his car to drive back to Carlo. And obviously most people were probably back working, you know, this morning. So yeah. not ideal um, for something so innocuous almost. Yes. And I can understand O'Leary's, uh, you know, outburst this morning. He says this can be solved quite quickly. He criticised the minister, Eamon Ryan. He said to get the finger out, get this done and sort it immediately. No more meetings, no more this, that or the other. He said, just get to it. And I suppose you as being one who's experienced it would concur with that. Absolutely. Look, we were coming home, so there wasn't so much of a rush on us. But I understand, like, for other people who are maybe coming from England for a long weekend or whatever, it completely derails their plans altogether. And it's 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 very avoidable, really, um, mm. if, if the right legislation is sort of put in order. I know it's not an issue in the UK or the States, and I think Ireland needs to get to that stage as well to hopefully avert any of these future crisis really. That you mentioned the States, we have a good friend listens to Late Lunch every day um, in the States, Nigel McKenna and it's just interesting, he um, keeps in touch with everything here and he saw what uh, Michael O'Leary had to say and Aer Lingus indeed and I've just got this message in from uh, a little while ago and you might be interested in this he said, um, I've just heard the news about Dublin Airport closed again because of drones. I just want to tell you this story Jerry. about four years ago my son was so excited to play with his new drone we live about three miles from LaGuardia airport uh, in New York I know the airport well myself uh, three miles he lives away from it the drone uh, went up in the sky about 15 feet before losing power and coming down to the ground the drone I want to say still worked no problem at all but that's the way the system here operates. If a drone appears, it's disengaged immediately. We were amazed at this, uh, how it still worked afterwards. Uh, but that's the system we have here. Isn't that interesting? That's the way it should be, in, in a nutshell, really. And there's probably an element that people aren't doing it on purpose or anything. There's a lot of it, I'd imagine, is quite accidental. But like that, if, if some system was brought in in Dublin that could prevent it from being the case I think that would be would be a benefit to everybody really yeah there's obviously the technology there Davey to do it when you see it operating there operating there and three miles away you know what I mean bang uh, it ain't going to happen there's somebody else asking why can't the flights not be diverted to Baldonnell I don't think Baldonnell would take the size of craft you were on Davey to be honest I think I don't think that's an option it'll take smaller uh, aircraft is right but not the uh, commercial ones that fly to and fro from Ireland to Britain and, and Europe God almighty I was I I was thinking then when I heard you went to Shannon, I said, oh no, did he have to do that road journey? Because I had to do that once many moons ago. And it's a pain, to be honest with you. But that was good that you were able to take off again and end up in Dublin. Exactly, Jerry, And I'm down there for the Mead game on Sunday. So <laughs> if, if I had my work laptop, I might have stayed down in Shannon for the few days. But uh, I'll be back down there on Sunday. Well, there you go. And looking for the win and the two points that Mead definitely need at this stage to make sure they stay in Division 2. Um, by the way, um, you're talking to another gooner here as well. And would you believe it? I'm going over tomorrow to the Bournemouth game. Oh. I'm 
Yeah. I'm very jealous of you, Jerry. Um, <laughs> listen, it's, it's a great time to be an Arsenal fan and it's a fantastic sort of atmosphere over there at the minute. I was over a few weeks ago for the Man United win oh. and, and the atmosphere around the club and stadium and everything is just incredible. You'll, you'll absolutely love it and hopefully we can pick up another three points. Uh, please God, they will. Yeah, I haven't been over since uh, before the pandemic and this is a gift and it's a day trip tomorrow and I'm so looking forward to, to uh, getting back there. Bournemouth, are we, we're going to win. We're going to win, aren't we? We are, Davy. Yeah, we should do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see, you're a gunner like myself. You, you're right. You're right. You never say definitely. And I know what that's about for sure. But look, it's great to see them where they are. And hopefully they can go on and win it, even though I still think it's a big ask of them. But it is uh, a great time to be an Arsenal fan. At long last, may I say. At long last. Anyway, thank you so much for taking time today. I'm glad that all ended well for all on that flight as well. It's not a good message to get to t- be told that there's an issue when you're on your approach to uh, an airport runway. Thanks, Davy, and good luck on Sunday. Thanks, Jerry. Yeah, you too. Safe journey tomorrow. You too. Take care now. Bye-bye. That's Davy Rispin there who'll be bringing you commentary from the Mead game uh, against Limerick on Sunday afternoon. It's not nice. It really is. It's such a fright. Imagine being on a flight to be told there's a problem. What do you think immediately? My God, this has to be stopped. It really has to be stopped. And it can be stopped with definitive action and quick action. And that's what we want to see. Jerry, I remember my mother getting a magazine called The Red Letter in Madame Lee Worthy's in Shop Street on Drogheda many moons ago. Thanks, says Mick. Thank you, Mick, for getting in touch with today. It is more thing of yesteryear. Some hanging on, as we heard earlier on from Peter Callaghan, who was talking to us from Trim today. But there you go. Do you get a magazine weekly or monthly? Does it is it kept for you in a newsagent or a convenience store? If you do, let us know. Love to hear from you. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Hi, Jerry. I'm going to the Forest Everton game on Sunday. So would you please do us a favour? Arsenal tomorrow, says Paul. <laughs> Hopefully they'll do themselves a favour. And if that does you a favour in turn, well, good luck to you. You'll need the number now that I just mentioned a moment ago because it's time for our Friday competition. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me. We're going to do this. Have a listen. Great! I love TV. We watch TV. TV Themes with Jerry Kelly on The Late Lunch. Remember that TV movie we saw? TV, TV, TV! Someone by night Remember it? TV show, very, very popular indeed. What's the name of the TV show that theme song is from? Now, my next guest I'm looking forward to having a chat with. She got in touch with us recently and asked would we be able to give her a little shout out on the show. But more than that, I really want to talk to her. I'm delighted to say hello to Neve McLaughlin. Hi, Neve. Hi, how are you? I'm really good. Thanks for joining me on the show today. Your artwork, your t- tell us where you're taking your artwork to display it. This Is it this weekend? This weekend, this Sunday from 11 in the City North Hotel um, with the Mind Body Experience event. Um, I'll be there from 11 for the whole day. And when you mention Mind Body event, what, what does that encompass? What is it about? It, it's kind of a holistic um, event. There'd be kind of psychic mediums, there'd be... Mm crystals you know all this oh yes 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 and you're going along with your artwork now 
let's tell listeners, are you relatively new to art? No, I started painting um, around, I was about 12. Um, right. I would have suffered depression and I was diagnosed at 15 with a social anxiety disorder. Um, so, yeah, from about 12 years of age, I started painting kind of as a escape for me. It was a distraction. It kept me busy. It kept me out of my own head. Um, I found it great for that. And I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I was just, you know, when I started, I was just drawing or painting anything at all. And I got a love for it then. And I, I've just, you know, over the years, I've built it up and mm. I'm trying new things. And, um, yeah, I got really into it then. What's your medium? What do you paint? Any watercolour, oils? What are you? I used to do um, oils, but i done oils up until, done for about 10 years. And mm. now, in December, just gone, because I, I, I kind of fell out of art. I didn't make the time for it. And in December, just gone, I got into uh, acrylic. Right. Yeah, yeah. And um, what's your preferred, you know, subject matter? Have you a specific or are you general? You know the way you have landscape, portraits, you know, still life. What do you paint? I do a bit of everything. Right. Um, I do landscapes. I do portraits of... Whatever I kind of, yeah. you know, it could be a character from a movie. It could be, I'll just, whatever whatever I get inspiration from, I'll okay. say, right, I'm going to do that. So you're at this since you're about 12. You know, when you think back to how you were feeling then, like, yeah. what happened? Did What happened? Maybe you tell us a little bit about that. It's a young age to feel, you know, the way you felt. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was, there was a lot going on, I suppose. I was I was bullied very extensively in school. Um, that's where it started. That's where the anxiety would have came from. I, I was very self-conscious. Um, I didn't want to leave the house, and that mm. it, it's it's still with me now. To be honest, it never really went away. If anything, it amplified over the years. Um, very very debilitating. And I know a lot of people. You know, you don't people don't really understand it unless they experience it. Because yeah. you know, a lot of people will say. It's an everyday thing, leaving the house, answering the door, making a phone call. Why can't you do it? I can do it. It's What's the problem? You know what I mean? But it's really, you feel nearly like you're going to die. It's it's unbelievable mm-hmm. um, how overwhelming the feelings are. And you feel like your, your body is going against you. And, um, you know, that with depression, it almost one, one nearly amplifies the other. Yes. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's an awful, awful mm. kind of combination of the two together. And then, so between that time and now, I'm 24 now, um, I experienced, I faced a lot of traumatic experiences in, mm. the, in the years in, in between that I never dealt with. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so what you're saying to me, even the simplest of tasks can be just overwhelming. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. Like everyday things, I, I I couldn't do. I remember I I wouldn't go shopping. I wouldn't go to a shop if it was midday. I'd go early in the morning or late at night, or I wouldn't answer the door for a delivery or answer the door to the postman. Or I would completely crumble if I thought I had to do that. Um. And you know, you you you. I hear what you're saying. We all hear what you're saying because. 
as you said a moment ago, it's hard for people who've never experienced this to understand what you're saying. But it is reality yeah. for yeah. many, many people. And would you have times when you'd be fine and, and you know, have then episodes? Um, with the anxiety, no, no, it was really, it was every day, it was constant. And right. it was, my safe place was my house because mm. I knew, you know, I'm comfortable here. There's no... It, it was all to do with kind of outside, mm. uh, a place I'm not comfortable in. Anything can happen and I won't know. And I used to pre-plan everything. If I plan everything, then nothing can go wrong. And, you know, that's not how life works. It's never going to work that way. Do you know what I mean? If you think, you can't plan everything. Um, yes. And then if things don't go to exactly how you plan it out in your head, it, it's very emotionally draining. Um, yeah, yeah, my oh my! When you have this every single day, so you 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 have to think ahead each day. Do you? you have to uh, you know anticipate what you're doing that day, what the day will bring? I'll try to. Yeah, yeah, or or even because all of that is so draining, as I said, I would just say I would just won't go out. So I didn't I didn't do anything for years. Really, mm. I avoided leaving the house um, as much as I could. I because the thought of it was just unbearable. And how are you now? How are you today? You're going to this exhibition on Sunday, which is fantastic. I'm delighted yeah. you are, and you're you're bringing your wonderful work too. Um, yeah. How how are you feeling today? I'm 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 getting there. Mm. I'm getting there. I so in December just gone. I. I don't know what happened. I I. I got I felt this depression coming on me and it I was I was in work and I was getting out of bed I was dragging myself into work and I just said just get up and get on with things and that's the way I always said it like if anything got in on me I'd say right just give it time and in a week it'll in two weeks just give yourself time and it'll just pass and as I said a lot of different things over the years added up and, and, and built up and I pushed them all away and I never dealt with them and I think December just gone I think they all kind of came to the surface and I physically broke down I physically and mentally broke down my body it was like my body was saying I'm if you're not going to stop I'll stop you that's what it felt like I remember going into work and I'd always you know get myself done up for work have my makeup my hair done my nails and my tan I remember dragging myself into work I not a screed of makeup I didn't care I could barely speak I, I had no motivation I couldn't even do my job I my arms and my legs were numb I, I couldn't feel I couldn't feel them and my stomach I felt sick all the time I stopped eating I stopped sleeping Um, it wasn't a depression I was ever used to I I know that sounds funny, used to, but it, it wasn't anything I was that I'd had before, um, which was very scary because I I wasn't I didn't know how this one was going to go. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I was I was very I didn't think there was going to be an end to it. I didn't think it was ever going to go away. Um, it was awful. I, I I didn't I just lied in bed all day and I, I, I wanted 
I just wanted to be asleep. I just wanted to be asleep. And it was horrible because I couldn't sleep. And I just remember it was so hard to be awake. I, I didn't want to be awake. I couldn't, I couldn't bear. I couldn't bear it. And so what happened then was I went to Pat Kelly. Um, he's a holistic healer and he does Reiki and he a counsellor as well. He he you go in and you sit down with him and you let him know what's going on and he sit and, and chat away to you and and you know and then he'll get you to lie down and he'll for anyone that doesn't know about uh Reiki, it's very I'd never done it before. Um I met Pat, but it's very very relaxing. Um as I said, I was not sleeping at all. I couldn't I couldn't stop my head from racing, my thoughts from racing. And he relaxes you. I can't explain it, but it just it puts you into a mm. I don't even know how to say it, but you just calms you. Yeah. And I went as soon as I went home I got into the bed and I slept. Oh my. Yeah, yeah, it was he's amazing he does amazing work um i went to him and that was great i got my sleep back on track i started to paint and i hadn't painted as i said once i kind of with work and everything i didn't make time for it and didn't make time for myself and i started painting again i said i have to i have to distract myself i can't keep i couldn't bear the, the, the that kind of feeling in my stomach i couldn't bear to feel it anymore so I said, I have to distract myself. I have to stop thinking. And I started painting. And now what I was painting was awful. <laughs> it was awful. Mm. And you, it's funny now because you can see from then until now, you can see the paintings getting better as my mind was getting better. And But I keep them all because I, like I like to see that kind of how it graduated. Um, I got to see my GP then and he listened extensively to, to all I had going on and all that I was feeling and he um, he put me on an antidepressant um, and recommended a counsellor for me and I'm seeing a counsellor now once a week and I'm it's a slow process but I'm 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 doing much better. Oh. I'm doing great. You're doing great. You're doing great, young woman. <laughs> You're doing great. You really are. Oh, My God, you. the way you've described there, I'm just mesmerised by your words. <laughs> and I'm sure there are people listening to you today can empathise with every word you said there. There's, yeah. I've no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, because it's still, mental health is still, it is. you know, a taboo kind of topic people say oh you know talk about it but not a lot of people do and you know I hope I, I'd be a very open person so I hope by talking about it you know someone might resonate with it and know that you know there's no there is help there if you're willing to accept it and if you're willing to look for it and you know a good GP and a good counsellor that you can that you get on with that's very important as well um, mm. you know I didn't think and this wasn't that long ago this was Christmas time I didn't think I'd you know from 
as I said, not that horrible feeling of not wanting to be awake every second was awful to to where I am now. You know, as you said, doing doing this event now and on yeah. Sunday and in a public place, which was I never thought I'd do, and in such a short space of time, it's you know full circle. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. And you are too. And you're inspirational. You are. And Sunday, like, listen, folks, get along to the City Nord Hotel this Sunday. Say hello to this wonderful woman, to the Mind and Body Experience. She'll be there. Her artwork will be on display. And I love what you said there. Show it all. Show it all the art. Show it. Yeah. Shows the story. It shows, you know, the journey that you've yeah. come as well. Ah, oh, you're great. You're just oh. great. I really mean that. I've, I have so such admiration for you. I, I really do. So Sunday is the day. It'll be all on display. City North Hotel, Mind and Body Experience Fair. And uh, she'll be there. Neve McLaughlin. Indeed, she will be there. Onwards and upwards. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today. You're wonderful. Thanks for having me. Not at all. You're welcome. Thanks very much. Take care, Neve. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. What a woman. just beautiful Tom Baxter and better on your late lunch this Friday afternoon and I want to dedicate that to Neve McLaughlin who I just spoke to a few moments ago so much better for speaking to her and many many messages lovely messages for you Neve. here just read a couple of them well done to Neve. so delighted she got help I suffered in a similar way I felt there was no help or support I had to beg for help I know exactly how Neve felt I wanted to be asleep all the time and wasn't able to sleep at all. Well done. Best wishes for Sunday. I empathise with that young lady, says another message. Very brave, sharing her story. Wish her the best in life ahead. She's absolutely remarkable. Such an inspiration. Good on you, Neve. Truly wonderful. I give you my best wishes again. And so on they go. Late lunch, Friday afternoon. And we always have a laugh on Fridays. And we will lighten the load now with the two Ronnies. Knock, knock. Who's there? That's how it works. It's called... Comedy? Comedy. Comedy, comedy. Comedy, sir. Comedy. Comedy. Classic comedy. Classic comedy. On the late lunch. I love comedy. Four candles. Four candles. There you are. Four candles. No, four candles. Well, there you are. Four candles. No, four candles. Handles for forks. Got any plugs? Plugs? Yeah. What kind of plugs? A rubber one, bathroom. What size? 13 amp. (laughs) 
these electric plugs, electric bathroom plugs, you call them, the tray, electric. Right. Saw tips. Saw tips. <laughs> what do you want, ointment or something like that? What do you want? No, saw tips, but covering the sores. Tips. Uh, oh, no, we haven't got any. Haven't got any. Oh. Covering them, but we haven't got any. Got any O's? O's? O's. No O's. O's? I thought you meant O's. 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 Say O's. No O's. O's? What a Oh you mean pantyos, pantyos. No, no, O's, O's, O's for a gate. Mon repose. O's. Letter O's. Man, do you want? Two. Two. What? Yeah, next. Got any peas? <laughs> of course, say, why didn't you bleed and tell me that I'm up the stairs? I'm up the stairs already, for that they can tell me How many do you want? No, tins of peas. You're having me on, aren't you? Me on. <laughs> yeah, the two Ronnies classic comedy, always known as the Fox Handle sketch, is right. They were simply, simply brilliant. Your comedy on Friday on Late Lunch Short Break, and we're in the garden next with Nikki Kyle. Afternoon, Nikki Kyle. Hi, Jerry. It's freezing cold, isn't it? It is cold, but before we begin, Louise Walsh has news for you. I don't know whether she told you. Did you tell her already? No. no. Well, tell Nikki. She's listening. I Go on. I kind of forgot that trauma. Go on. Tell her. <laughs> I planted my first seeds today. Yeah, well done. Thank you very much. Yes, we... I don't know I, what they will... No, Nikki, Nikki, will I tell you, I brought in two 10-inch pots, right? And um, she went through the whole process. And this morning, Louise sowed some quick maturing salad leaves, Nikki. Oh, well done. That's fantastic. Well, I'll tell you what, Louise, it's very addictive. Once you start, you can't stop. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very healthy, you know, and it's very good for you. So. It is. And, and you know, um, she did one other little thing. Go on, tell her. We put one other we thing planted in. planted a potato. One potato. <laughs> One potato. <laughs> yes, a Duke of York. We might have took a, taken a step too far with it. But. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, but it's very addictive. Do you know what? Every year I look forward to it. And, you know, I've been doing it for oh, 40 odd years now yes. at this stage. So, yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. And the bright light really gets you going, doesn't it? It does. It's it does. Fantastic. So she's on her way yeah. and we're going to have a couple of listeners. I'll, we send seeds out to listeners as well. Yeah. Go on, Louise. I'll just, I, in a Brilliant. few months um, when I'm talking to Nikki, I'll hopefully be able to say, I can't cook 
but I can grow. Ah. <laughs> of course you can cook. Everybody can cook. She can, of course. <laughs> she can, Nikki. Don't mind her. She's just always down herself. Of course she can cook. Well, anyway, she's on her way. Just wanted to let you know that at the Brilliant. start today. Nikki, That's just fantastic. just just before we begin, we, I know you couldn't join us last week. Michael Kelly from GIY did about right. the shortages in the shops and he gave you a glowing mention, I have to say, when he was Ooh, on with us. That was very nice. But, um, Nikki, it is a fact, isn't it? These shortages, we should be growing and eating seasonally. Yeah, yeah, we should. But you know what? It, it, it's not just cold weather, Brexit, or the war in Ukraine that's causing vegetable shortages. Supermarkets have largely caused this over the last few decades because they've always gone for the cheapest suppliers and don't care if the produce is imported from the other side of the planet. They don't support our local suppliers, don't care about the environment or climate change, only making money. It, it just makes me very cross. But, you know, when I was a, a commercial organic veg grower in the 1980s, I stopped supplying supermarkets like Quinsworth, who you might remember, mm. and started Dublin's first veg box scheme because supermarkets were causing massive food waste through ridiculous packaging requirements and creating huge financial stresses for, for producers tied into contracts, which were often cancelled at a sh- at short notice, as you know. And this actually led to many suppliers going out of veg growing and brought us to where we are now. So, so there is an underlying story here yeah, that goes there, back. There is, but you know, there's a lot we can do, Jerry. Yeah. Um, I mean, even if we don't have a garden, there is absolutely no excuse you know, uh, we can support local producers and farmers markets, support small green grocers if you're lucky enough to find a local one. And of course, we can grow our own sprouted vegetables and salads on the kitchen table, even if we don't have a garden. Mm. Well, that's the idea with Louise. She's never grown in the past yeah. and she's away now. And we're going to watch, and you know yourself, these little quick maturing salads, they're going to be up in a few days, which is fantastic. But you know what, Jerry? I've got some even faster than that, and I don't think I've even—I've uh, actually ever talked about these before on the program. But uh, I grow a lot of sprouted seeds. Yeah. Sprouting seeds are the fastest and most nutritious veg you can grow. They're far more nutritious than any of their bigger sort of counterparts. You just soak the seeds for a few hours in filtered water, drain them, then rinse them three times a day, and you could be eating super nutritious uh, salad veg in only three to five days. And Nikki, get where do you get those seeds? What, what are you talking about? What type well, of seeds? Y- you can get all, all kinds of seeds. You know, I mean, I'm always mentioning Fruit Hill Farm. They are brilliant. Yeah. Um, but Seeds Ireland also have a great range of organic seeds. You must use organic seeds. Don't use non-organic seeds because they'll still have a lot of chemicals in them and they will have been sprayed off with glyphosate and other nasty uh, pesticides. So just use organic ones. But the value you will get from a, from a teaspoonful, literally, of organic seeds will, it, is astonishing. Um, and as I say, they, they have a great range of organic seeds uh, for sprouting or, or growing microgreens, which we have talked about before. Radish, sunflower seeds, um, alfalfa chickpeas and lentils are very fast and my favorites they're very deliciously crunchy and much higher in nutrients you know um and there's good information on uh, sprouting on both their websites and there's another terrific company which is a bit naughty of me but um they're called nuts in bulk they actually sell seeds for for cooking not for sprouting but they sell a lot of a great organic range and they are very fresh um, and they actually sprout very reliably and I use them a lot because they're even better value than the other people I've already mentioned. So you can do this indoors, yeah. in your kitchen and away yeah. you go. Yeah, on the kitchen table. I mean, it, it drives everyone mad here because I've got 
jars all <laughs> over the kitchen table between the kefir and sprouting seeds. But I'm, at the moment, I'm looking at four uh, kind of kilner jars of sprouting seeds. Uh, and you use an individual glass uh, glass jar for each type. That's best. Uh, and then you can um, you can actually get great value glass jar sprouting kits uh, with stainless steel drainer lids, which you sort of sit them sloping downwards so that they drain really well. And you can get those on Amazon, if I dare remember um, mention them. Uh, and they're actually much cheaper than the plastic stacking trays, uh, you know, I used to use years ago, which sort of end up with, you, uh, you end up with sort of moldy, smelly mess. Um, but these are brilliant. Always remember to, to, to uh, rinse and drain them three times a day. And if they're in front of your nose there, you won't miss them. Um, but you can also grow micro, uh, all of those as microgreens, of course. Yes. They will take a, a week or so longer, longer to produce a crop. I mean, literally, you will get a crop within three to five days. And I can tell you, they are as addictive as growing any other veg because they're just so delicious. There you are. Now, a part, as I said, 10-inch pot, Louise yeah. has a spot in one and she has the, uh, the uh, quick mature and salad leaves in another. And yeah. as you said, you don't need a garden. You can grow indoors, on your yep. patio, porch, wherever. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, literally, you just need a square foot of space, that's all. Um, you know, you can sow some uh, really fast-growing things like summer spinach, oriental greens like pak choy uh, and loose leaf lettuce, which uh, Louise has grown. Um, they'll grow very fast now because of the light. They don't need a lot of warmth, but actually prefer to germinate at a cooler temperature for the first 24 hours because if they're any warmer than about 60 degrees, it can actually stop them germinating. Because they think, oh, gosh, you know, it's a hot spell of drought and we, we better not come up now. Um, but, I mean, the things you can sow in warmth now for an early crop are tomatoes um, uh, in organic peat-free compost, of course, as always. Uh, but mascotka is the fastest uh, and seems to be sold out everywhere. But I discovered the other day they've got them in B&Q. I was looking across the website, so they've still got some in B&Q. Uh, and they are the proper mascot because they're not organic, but they're from Eastern Europe. Um, they use a company in Eastern Europe, and, and they're very good. So a friend of mine got some. Um, they'll only take about four to five days to germinate at about 70 degrees Fahrenheit. So on the back of the, the sort of range or somewhere warm. Um, and by then, hopefully, the cold snap that they're forecasting will be over. Um, because do bear in mind that you'll have to keep them at a minimum of 50 degrees um, Fahrenheit or 10 degrees centigrade at the roots until they're planted out in early to mid-May. Yes, and that's a very important I see a lot of people point. planting them out far too early, yeah. and, and they turn blue and they look utterly miserable, and that actually affects their cropping potential permanently. Mm. Um, so you're better off to leave them a little bit longer, but actually sow them early and just keep them inside and coddle them a bit, you know. Yes, mind them, that's the thing. Yeah. It's it, When you think it's the start of March for outdoor sowing, it's still a little early, is it? It's too early. I mean, yeah. the soil is really pretty cold. Uh, the thing is, if you sow stuff now, uh, I mean, by the sound of the weather forecast, they're going to get frozen next week. Yeah. So there's absolutely no point. You're much better off sowing them inside, in modules, in a greenhouse or, or even under a plastic box. Um, you know, uh, when they need light. Once they're up, they'll need light. Mm. But they don't need light until then. Um, and that way they'll, they'll miss, hopefully miss the frost. I mean, I hope we're not going to get it for, for more than a few days. Um, but actually, one of the things they're forecasting this year is a shortage of onions as well. So if you've never tried onions from seed, do try this year because um, all the market sort of uh, market watchers, the future produce watchers, are actually saying there's going to be a shortage. Uh, and you can multi-sow, that sort of put three to five seeds in each module of a module tray, 
um, and plant them out then when the root ball will hold together uh, and that you know about a foot apart plant them out in uh, probably about a month to six weeks they'll be big enough and then the weather will be warming up a bit um, and you can also freeze onions actually if you don't want to grow them uh, you don't want to freeze tons but it's always very useful to have a couple of bags of chopped ones just double wrapped so they don't make everything else stink of onions uh, and frozen in you know in the freezer ready to, to sort of throw straight into dishes from frozen and just a question because i saw you tweeting about the onions from seed yeah. rather than from set from seed can you get a decent sized onion oh, you know brilliant yeah, yeah. Uh, and again it's very clever because it's multi-sowing it depends how many you sow per block because if you plant them a foot apart i can guarantee if you sow three to a block you will have or, or plant out three to a block you will have lovely medium to large sized onions then if you sow five to a block, you'll have middle-sized sort of to smaller onions. Then if you sow seven to a block, you'll have um, sort of small onions. And what they're very clever because they just push each other apart and, and make <laughs> their own space to grow. And in the meantime, while they're still small, you can grow things like radishes or carrots, uh, or maybe not carrots because it might disturb the roots when you're pulling them up, but, or lettuce. You know, any sort of salad greens between them, that keeps the soil covered um, and actually keeps, uh, you know, the, the weather off and stops other weeds sort of germinating. Anything else you can start in modules at the minute that you can move on? Well, every, everything, really. Everything, OK. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do remember to sing some, uh, sow some single flowers for bees and other pollinators because they're really desperate. I've seen quite a few out on mild days in the last week or so. Uh, and the queens are coming out now to sort of gather food and, and you know, for their um, nests. So they're really, really important because without them and the peaches are budding, Jerry. Oh, I missed that trip. I missed that trip to see that in the oh, tunnel. Well, I won't see them myself this year. I don't think. Well, I might see the, the flowers, but I won't see the peaches because I'm having this surgery. So um, I shall be. Um, oh, know. well, you'll have to get somebody to stand in and look after those peaches with TLC, as <laughs> oh, you always I do. I know. I know you will. <laughs> the other thing I just wanted to mention when you're with me, there's a, a news today and it's very interesting an initiative called Space to Grow in Dublin, where people in urban areas who are not particularly particularly um, garden-minded or gardening-minded, are now inviting neighbours and people in the area in to use their, you know, yeah. their garden patch yeah. to grow. Well, I've actually been suggesting that for years. You know, I mean, what you, you know, they would much rather that the garden was used. And also, you know, if you, if you haven't got enough stuff to make compost, go and offer to mow somebody's lawn for them. I'm sure they'd be delighted, as long as they don't choose any chemicals on their lawn. And, you know, mow a bit of lawn. I mean, leave some, again, for the wildlife, for the pollinators. But, you know, that'll give you lots of lovely um, grass clippings to actually use on your own garden. So back to the tomatoes, time to get your tomatoes in, sow them. Yeah. Now, this is the time, you, whatever variety, you know, you love or whatever popular, you mentioned mascot there, of course, the sun gold is one. I have a new one uh, up my sleeve this year that I was telling you about that is not an F1 and I will pass you on some of the plants, of course, to get your esteemed opinion on them. Too early for cucumber, just yet. Oh, much too much early. Much too early. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't even think about sowing any of the cucumber family, like courgettes, um, yes. squashes, uh, cucumbers. And don't sow any of them until, um, uh, you know, at least the middle of April or possibly later. I never do because they grow very, very fast. And uh, Tomatoes don't mind being pot bound for a bit, but cucumbers hate it. Mm. any of the cucumber family and if you restrict their roots and don't plant them uh, as soon as they want planting out basically they sulk 
And you're right. You'll see uh, tomato plants appearing quite quickly now in stores and that. Yeah. And it is very, it, it, you know, they're ahead. They're just a little bit ahead at the moment, aren't they, when they're, when they're there already? You well, know, just, you'll just pop them on, you know, yeah. pop, them in, pop them up in some compost, put them somewhere nice and warm, warm. And, and they'll be fine. Because I see so many people either planting out early tomatoes too early yes. or not sowing them until sort of the beginning of April or middle of April and saying, oh, I don't know why my tomatoes aren't ripening. They need a certain amount of time to be, be mature enough to produce ripe fruit. Exactly. So it's a ready, steady go. Absolutely. Can't wait. I mean, I'm sowing stuff even though I won't be able to look after it. So, But I am going to have my raised beds, Jerry, and I think we might have a little garden visit maybe in, in June or July to Lovely. see those. Great stuff. Well, look, check her out on NikkiKyleGardening.com. She's always tweeting. She's a mine of information. We just give you little tips and hints here on the show on late lunch. But there is so much to enjoy with the garden. There really, really oh, there is. there really is. I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah. But enjoy your gardening, folks. And, um, uh, you know, uh, thanks a lot, Jerry. For Not at all. You're very welcome. We'll talk to you soon. Take okay. care, Nikki. Bye. bye bye that's the wonderful Nikki Kyle there who's forgotten more than any of us will ever know in our lifetime uh, about the garden and growing she is simply brilliant Sixth week at number one in the UK charts, Miley Cyrus and Flowers. And we'll dedicate that to the birthday girl today, won't we, Louise? Maggie Maguire, our own Maggie Maguire. It's her birthday today. Mm. Happy birthday, Maggie. And only a couple of months to Christmas, Maggie. Only, will you stop? Maggie's our Christmas girl, isn't she? The Christmas tree is lit above in the room. <laughs> it is, the Christmas yeah. tree is, is in the car. I challenged her, I said. Still there. You, you'll, you'll keep that tree up for the year. She says, I'd love to. <laughs> It's, I looked in before I came down. It's just inside the door beside her. The Christmas tree is there and all the lights on it. It's like a Christmas grotto still. <laughs> I'm sure she can tell you today how many days it is. She's unbelievable. She's great. We love her. Happy birthday, Maggie. Have an absolutely great one. I know you don't watch The Apprentice. No. Aren't you lucky? Because last night, Sugar should have fired every single one of them. That's they bad. were just simply brutal. They were designing a men a man's facial cream, you know, for mm-hmm. after bam for aftershave or whatever for skin care. Well, you know what? Oh, you just couldn't believe that these are supposedly <laughs> budden business people. But my God, one of the teams came up with this bright green thing. And when you put it on your skin. <laughs> be great for St. Patrick's Day. Fantastic. You couldn't get marketing toy. You couldn't get the green colour out of your skin. <laughs> I, I never saw such a shower of dummies in my life. I really mean it. Like he should have just ended the show and got rid of a whole lot of them and said, I'm investing in nunnies. It's the worst crew I've ever seen on The Apprentice. Ever, ever, ever. You'd be useless at that though. You'd be useless sitting there trying to fire people. I'd say you wouldn't be able to do it. I'm too soft. I'm, mm. I, I'm, you would, but then you bring them back in 30 seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you'd have to get rid of them. Imagine having a skincare problem that leaves you looking like <laughs> a Martian. A <laughs> something like that. You're right. Then maybe there's something in it for Fabulous. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. I think you might be onto something there. Shamrock anyway. and, could call it that, shamrock skin. <laughs> You're fired. Let's have another listen to our TV theme. Someone by now.
The silky voice of Mr. Al Giroux there. My producer tells me, because you see she was a big fan of the show. Yes, Moonlighting, we were looking for. That's the name of the show, starring her heartthrob, Mr. Bruce Willis. Yes, Louise Walsh's heartthrob is Bruce Willis. It is indeed. She won't talk to me. She's in there blushing profusely. Will she even say, oh, she's red in the face. Are you red in the face, are you? I'm scarlet. <laughs> she's scarlet. Scarlet. I actually saw saw him. Uh, who was in it? Sybil was the actress. What was her name? Sybil Shepherd. Sybil Shepherd and, mm. and himself. Oh, he was a good looking man, he wasn't was, he? Oh, he was. Oh, he was. In, in mm. fairness, yeah. But back then when he had the big head of hair and everything and that glint in Not his the eye. action you watched Die Hard for. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you know it now. You'd be talking about myself and Kylie. It's Louise and Bruce. There you go. You have a little more info on it. Uh, listen, it was a very popular uh, TV series, wasn't it? In, in its day. It was huge. Huge. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was indeed. And I better tell you who's won. Mary Rose Mulroy, Anna Gasson, because you see, she said that's what brought you to mind as well. Mary Rose says, oh, Bruce Willis, Jerry. Oh, my God. She was just enthralled by him. Keep too. off. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. Mind Mary Rose. Anyway, well done to everybody who let us know the right answer and who entered the competition. A bit of fun every Friday on the show. And thank you for entering. Let's do this now. Five, four, three, two, one. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's the number one from this week in 1999. And when I tell you that it was this lady's debut single, her first ever single, it became one of the best selling singles of all time. 10 million plus it has sold. Released in 1999, the best seller that year in the UK. And of course, with this song, the schoolgirl outfit became iconic. It was number one in 22 countries, including the USA and UK, where it stayed top of the UK charts for four weeks. A debut. What a brilliant debut. Yes, it's Miss Britney Spears and Baby One More Time. Number one of my top five countdown this week. What a brilliant, brilliant song. And I think Louise summed it up there off air. She was just saying to me, you know, that song, you could release it today and it's as relevant today as it was back then. And I think that's the sign of a great, great song. Number one this week in 1999, Britney Spears and Baby One More Time. We have to take a break one more time today and this week. And afterwards, we're looking ahead to the weekend sporting action with David Sheehan. Soccer and GAA in focus this afternoon with our Sunday sports presenter, David Sheehan. Hi, David. How are you, Jerry? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for joining us again. Let's begin with the League of Ireland tonight and both uh, loud sides at home in the league. Drogheda entertained the other Rovers in the Premier Division, Sligo Rovers, this week after a wonderful result against Shamrock Rovers. In fact, a game they might have won at the death. Yeah, should have had a penalty probably at the end of that game, be it against uh, nine-man Shamrock Rovers. I think their entire central defensive unit is missing at this stage with those red cards. But yeah, like we talked about it last week, and obviously the smart money would have been on a, a Rovers win. But Drogheda, as we saw last season, put up another battling performance, and Ryan Brennan once again popping up with a crucial goal. 
so I think Drogheda will be pretty happy with the start they made to the season. Obviously, a lot of people's favourites to be in the relegation mix, if not be relegated full stop. But I think a few of the new signs that have come in have already impressed, particularly Connor Keeley. So I think Kevin will be pretty happy with the start they've made, a battling kind of draw against... Shelburne the first thing and another one last weekend as you said could have sneaked it but I think they would have taken a point against Shamrock Rovers if gave it them before the game so yeah looks like Rovers tonight who have started the, the season reasonably well Drew with, with Shamrock Rovers themselves in the opening night and then had a, a sort of a topsy-turvy win against UCD last week a little bit fortunate with a penalty there but they'll be coming to, to uh, Weaver's Park looking for all three points but I think Drogheda have shown enough so far this season to, to, to kind of make us believe that it'll be a fairly tight game again they don't have a great record against Sligo haven't beaten them at home in a long time but uh, I think they'll they'll be well confident of taking something out of this one, and, and you know yourself, Jerry, getting a good start to the season is so important. So I'm, I'm take, I think Drogheda will take something from tonight's game. Hopefully, anyway. Yeah, another point, perhaps uh, one win makes a shocking difference, though, doesn't it? When there's three for a win and one for the draw. Yeah, huge, and it'll be a bit of a confidence boost for them as well. You know, if they can they can get a win because they have started so the season quite well, and it'll just be nice to get three points on the board as well. You know, Dundalk starts in different. You have to say a draw with UCD, beaten by Bohemians last week, who are going well early on. It has to be says St Pat's the visitors tonight, and won't be easy for them. It will not be easy for them, and I think a lot of people before the season started were, were predicting St Pat's would be the ones who would who would push possibly push Derry and, and Rovers the hardest that they might leapfrog them dock in the table and they've started the game the season quite well as well they got a late winner last weekend Drew in their opening night so you know and there's the old Stephen O'Donnell connection as well so I, I think Dundalk haven't started the season great that first night draw against UCD was a bit of a surprise to everybody and some of the new signs maybe just haven't bedded in yet it's all look, it's always difficult to get new lads to settle into a, a system and a team straight away so we can't be too harsh on them for that but Pats will be coming to, to Oriel Park looking for all three points make no mistake about that and I think whatever about the result if Dundalk don't put in a better performance than we've seen from them, from them so far I think you know a few questions might start to be asked about the players they brought in but look it is very early in the season um, we can't be making too many snap comments at this stage um, it's going to be a tough one for them though I, I think Pats might get the win there there you go let's move to the Premier League quickly and zip through the top three starting in the order they play tomorrow Manchester City against Newcastle is the early game Newcastle do you feel they're losing their way a bit little bit, yeah. I mean, if this game was was maybe a month, six weeks ago, you would have given Newcastle a good chance of going to the Etihad and, and giving it a bit of a rattle. But the, the kind of air has come out of the balloon a little bit recently. They weren't in good form going into that Carabao Cup final last weekend and really, really insipid performance from them on the day as well. It was a bit of a cakewalk for Manchester United, who didn't play particularly well themselves, but they didn't have to because Newcastle really didn't push them. So, you know, as I say, if it was a, if it was a month or two ago, you'd fancy Newcastle to give this a bit of a go, but it's it's kind of hard to see it. Albeit, you know, we've seen we've seen City dropping points against some surprise opponents in recent weeks, no more so than Forest a few weeks back. But I think I think City will 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 deal with them pretty comfortably, deal with Newcastle pretty comfortably, and get all three points there. So by the time three o'clock comes, and I put my mm. bum down on a seat in the Emirates, Arsenal will only be two points ahead. Can they restore the five point lead against Bournemouth? Yeah, you'll just be polishing off your prawn sandwich, Sherry, I'm sure, in the uh, in the Emirates. Yeah, again, look, look, Bournemouth are Bournemouth are sticky enough opponents at times, but Man City blew them away last week, uh, and Bournemouth were at home that day. That game was over after 15 minutes or so. So I I can't. I hope I'm not jinxing them here. You couldn't see anything other than Arsenal win there, um, and they were they were very impressive against Everton during the week. So it looks like they might have just gotten over that little bump they had a few weeks back, where they dropped a few points. Um, but I think yeah, Arsenal get all three points tomorrow. And then on Sunday, United are the form team. There's no doubt about that when it comes to cup and league. But they're up against their nemesis, Liverpool at home to United on Sunday. Who's going to win that one? Uh, I think. 
Manchester United will win that. I know Liverpool had a good result during the week, but I think United are just going well at the moment. Their tails are up, the confidence is up. Ten Hag has really turned them around. I'm going to go for United to take all three points there. So no change at top of the table after the weekend with the top three all to win in David's book. Let's move on to GAA quickly and National Football League Division 2. Well, you were right last week. You fancied Loud to beat Mead, and they did. And they play Kildare at home this week. This is a massive game because if Loud were to win this one, surely you'd say they're safe in Division Division two, yeah, you'd surely say they're safe and, and they'd be looking up rather than down. Um, it's it's getting down to r- the brass tacks of this now, Jerry. This stage of the league, game five, you know, me they're on four points, they're on four points. So are Cork. Um, and you see, people need to remember as well the implications for the championship here. If you don't finish, you know, high enough up the table, not to mind getting relegated. It's more about where you're going to be in the championship if you don't finish. Maybe you know fourth or fifth. Should be okay, but anything below that, um, you're going to be in a little bit of trouble in terms of your championship standing. So that tie-in there makes it all the more important to get wins. And yeah, look, Kildare coming to RD at the weekend. Haven't had a good run of it at all lately, Kildare. Got an absolute hammering against Derry last week and were well beaten the week before. So they're they're having a torrid time, but Glen Ryan's under a lot of pressure down there. They're getting a lot of criticism from certain quarters as well. Um, so they're going to have to come to RD and they're really going to have to put in a performance. Like They need to get a win, Kildare. Absolutely need to get a win, but they need to show a bit of pride in the jersey as well. Loud going well, two wins back-to-back. Really impressive last week. Five points behind against me at one stage in the second half, came back and won it. Uh, so that'll give them a real boost. And you know if they were to win on Sunday, they're on the six points. They're certainly safe from relegation at that stage. And you know they could look at having a crack at maybe like it's about third place or maybe even above that. So they'll have ambitions to get the win. But we've seen loud before, Jerry. You know, haven't we? Flatter to deceive. They'll get a couple of good results and then mm. they maybe lose when you don't when you don't expect them to. I do think they'll win this one, but I think it'll be tough because Kildare, I mean, if they've any pride in that white shirt at all, they're going to have to come out and tear into loud on Sunday. And they're going to be up against the Kildare. I think loud will get the win, but I, I think it's going to be pretty tight because I'd expect a reaction from Kildare. They have to produce something on Sunday. Well, Colm O'Rourke will be looking for something from his Mead charges. Great start of the campaign, two wins, but now two defeats and last week's to Loud. They go to Limerick. Limerick are pointless, look to be gone at this stage. It's do or die for the Limerick men for sure, but surely Mead will have enough of the tank to win there. Yeah, my, my father's home county, so he'll be uh, he'll be cheering on the, the men <laughs> from the, the banks of the Shannon down there. But yeah, look... Limerick have had a disastrous league so far. They've been losing games. They've lost each game by about an average of 12 points. So they've been taking hammerings. Mead, on a number of fronts, they need to get the win here because they need to arrest the little slide in form they've had in in the last couple of weeks. They need it for the position in the table, as I mentioned, to make sure they're not dragged into that relegation dot fight and for their championship. But aside from anything else, they're going down again. They're going down to play a Limerick team who have been really poor, probably out of their depth in Division 2. And Mead it doesn't bear thinking about that they lose that game for a number of reasons so they have to go down there and I think they will win it but if they were to lose that game it would be a catastrophe for them so yeah I think Mead will win um, they, they can't afford to lose that one they just they just can't Now in terms of Camogie this weekend again both Loud and Mead they're playing Mead play Westmead the local derby yeah, Mead beat Leach the first day, lost to Kerry the last time out. So, you know, a local derby, as you said there, it's, again, I can't, I can't say I've seen either either the sides playing at this stage of the season, but it's you'd imagine it'd be pretty close. Mead have the home advantage as they had against Kerry last week. Um, so I'm going to give them the, give them the nod. They probably can't afford to drop too many more points after that loss last weekend. So, so yeah, I think Mead will, Mead will just get a, get the job done there. And Aoife, Aoife Minogue, who's been doubling up playing with the footballers as well, she's she's starting for Mead. So she'll be a big asset to have her back. Um, she's going to have to split her time fairly judiciously in the next few months I think but she'll be back for them this weekend so yeah I think Mead get the win there Loud out for their first outing uh, in uh, Camogie this weekend hard to really 
really assess this, isn't it, against Carlo? Uh, it's very hard to know how these things go. You just don't know with the with the you know what sort of training teams are doing. The same as as you'd say for any team at this stage of the year, uh, and they're kind of starting from a low base as well in the league. So look, they'll be just looking to get off to a win and start again. You know, hard to, hard to call it either way at this stage as to who's going to win it. But look, we we hope the Loud get the win and they can because uh, I suppose Camogie is probably the the um, the small the poor relation really in in Loud and certainly in Mead to an extent as well with the success the ladies have had in recent years. Like so, the spotlight has been on the footballers in, in both counties probably more than it has been on the Camogie players. So you know it'd be great to see to see both of them kind of going on a little bit of a run and getting a bit of attention because I know it's it's hard to get the spotlight on your sport sometimes. And uh, look, we try and do our best, I suppose, on the show ourselves. But look, it'd be great to see Loud getting off to a win and start and hope they do. It certainly would. David, as usual, thank you so much for your valued opinion. Have a nice weekend and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Jerry. Take care. David Sheehan there, our presenter of Sunday Sport, rounding off the day and the week, as usual, on Late Lunch. A big thank you to all our guests who joined us uh, through the week. We do appreciate their input to the show, as always. To you, our listeners, who are with us every day, thanks a million for your company. We love it. A big thank you to my producer, Louise Walsh. Thanks a million, Louise. Couldn't do this show without her. And uh, we'll be back, of course, both of us, with new week, brand new week of late lunch from Monday at 1.30. Have yourselves a nice weekend, batten down the hatches, a little cold spell on the way, but don't get tied up and worrying about a beast from the Easter end like that. At the minute, I may have to eat my words. Thank you indeed for everything during the week. See you next week. Take care. Bye. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.